Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I am joined by Ashley Sutherland. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Rob. I'm really excited to be here. This is awesome. We've been literally hanging out all day, having the best time ever. A little bit about yourself, what you're doing here in New York, uh, and then we'll go from there. Awesome, Rob. I, I just want to tell you that I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I discovered it when I was living in Macau, China, and really enjoyed it. And uh, it's been really incredible to just connect with what's happening in the industry from an entry level to pro. And I think it's cool what you're doing. So thank you so much thank for having you. me. Uh, so my journey, my journey, I am from Birmingham, Alabama, and grew up between Birmingham and Atlanta. Grew up in theater and as a dancer and grew up behind the scenes in theater, uh, come from a family of performers. And performing arts was a hugely important piece of my upbringing. And I decided uh, to follow a, a binary, or well, I guess like a, a divided track in, in theater and my love for entertainment. And I was really interested to pursue marketing and PR. I was also very interested in performing arts injuries. And in the early 2000s, that wasn't something that was very prevalent in the physical therapy industry. And that was something that I felt very valuable. I attended the University of Alabama and I studied athletic training and followed uh, closely afterwards at Indiana University where I studied athletic training and worked with the School of Music in Bloomington with ballet dancers. And worked for Cirque du Soleil and Blue Man Group and Radio City Rockettes over the years. Uh, I've worked with many shows and at the same time had the opportunity to work in marketing and PR on gigs that I was working on as well. So I have a very uh, diverse track record of not many athletic trainers also work in business and marketing and PR and social media, but that was my journey. And to fast forward to why I'm here in New York City with you today, uh, I just moved to the, back to the States after living in Macau, China for the past two and a half years, That's where... So <laughs> Which, it's, it's so great to be back in America. Yeah. It's such an amazing country, and I'm grateful to be here and be back. But while I was in Macau, I founded a company called Theater Art Life. And it's a website and organization created for the entertainment community by the entertainment community. And what we do, our mission is to ignite connections across the globe in live entertainment and theater. And at the very root of it, what we created the company for was to be able to connect technicians, performers, stagehands, lighting designers, producers, directors all over the world. So if you're working in Las Vegas and you're interested to move to China and work in the Guangdong province, well, how do you do that? Well, let me help you find someone that has done that or is interested right. to do that and be able to take that. So our website has over 100 contributors that write articles for us about their over 100 Damn. which pretty exciting now we definitely need to work together. <laughs> <laughs> i would love that i would love that and and they share their journeys in in their their lives and entertainment and what they're doing or they talk about cool technology or or interesting things that they've learned along the road and we also offer a career center discussion forum and professional development which is a very important piece of the puzzle in uh, my opinion and also my co-founder her name is anna robb um, we have seen time and time again in entertainment that people start out with a goal. I want to be a performer. I want to be a lighting designer. They reach that goal and then they want to do something different, but they have no idea where to go. Right. 
And so professional development is a really important piece of our journeys that we hope to be able to help people find their way in this big world of entertainment. We have a lot in common. Obviously, you're both very creative. I wanted to be a Rockette when I was younger. I don't tell a lot of people that, but I, I told you. Uh, <laughs> and now I know Mrs. Claus and you, so I'm getting more <laughs> clout, more clout. Um, but, you know, we spoke before about how we kind of have a, a common goal, me with Meet the Creatives and you with Theater Art Life, is kind of bringing people together uh, who may have a, be, it might be a hard time for them and, it, and they may not know exactly where they're going. They might be, you know, wildly ambitious, but they don't exactly know where to where to put that or what the next step is or maybe they checked the box they thought was their dream job and now they're there and they don't know but I'm curious like what made you kind of want to do that in the first place was it something within your own journey and like for me for example I I knew that if I felt that way that other people must feel that way too what was it in your journey that made you want to you know work with your partner and kind of create this infrastructure so that people can kind of meet and grow and connect for me my my passion for the performing arts started really early and this will play into why theater art life made a lot of sense for me but i grew up as a dancer and then i come from a family of performers my um, aunt and uncle were broadway performers and my mom was heavily involved in community theater and regional theater in, in alabama and atlanta so for me if i personally wasn't in the dance studio or involved in a production myself i was backstage at the schubert theater backstage at um, the civic center in birmingham alabama and uh, or watching rehearsals and I, I remember very vividly being in a rehearsal and my aunt was on stage she was performing in crazy for you in 92 and susan stroman was uh, teaching choreography and I, I had this moment as an 11 year old thinking this is a really cool way to spend a summer day yeah. and part of my journey was being very interested to be involved in entertainment but not wanting to be a performer myself mm -hmm. and that was something that was was helpful as I became an athletic trainer and I was working with other performers I never had that draw of being jealous of what they were doing I was just really proud of everybody and and excited for their journeys and for me, because I still needed to use my creative side of my brain, my side hustles were working. Uh, my, my husband in Las Vegas created a production company and I could produce on the side. Right. So uh, I had these opportunities in life that made me very aware of what was happening in the entertainment industry and being able to be in tune with performers in their most injured states where everyone is at their most vulnerable right. and questioning what am I what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Is this important? Right, I've the worked, show is over. The show is over. I, I've worked my whole life, and now I've had a career-ending injury, and I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So um, why theater art life was important to me and how it was a great idea was that I, my partner and I had collectively over 25 years working in the industry in different areas and being uh, heavily invested both uh, personally, we love theater, we enjoy theater, but um, my, my business partner, Anna Robb, was the general stage manager of the House of Dancing Water in Macau. And she had reached a point in her career where she was wondering where to go next. And the world of stage management, a GSM is about as high as you can go. And for me, I had just come off working as director of marketing for a very large orthopedic surgery practice in Las Vegas where I'd had the opportunity to direct a rebrand, 
recreate all of the digital media. I hit a sweet spot of upping our patient referrals, which is how you gauge marketing in an orthopedic surgery practice, and things were going really well. And then I found myself in Macau where I couldn't get a work visa, and Macau was going through a little bit of a recession in 2015. If you follow Chinese politics at all, Beijing had a corruption crackdown, which heavily stunted the growth of casinos in Macau. And so as a rule, they were a little bit on a hiring freeze. Mm -hmm. And so for me, bright and shiny, a director of marketing, turning up on the scene, ready to exude my talents, yeah. uh, <laughs> had uh, no chance of, of getting a job. And so both of both Anna and I ended up in this space of life where we, we had a lot in us and we needed to put it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we decided to put it forward in this business venture. And it's um, been very well received. We're, we're quite humbled with the response within the community and we're still a small startup, but uh, recently, when I arrived in New York three weeks ago, uh, we ended up having a meetup of several contributors who had been writing for our site, who are complete strangers. I had never met them. They found our site, started writing for us, were amazing writers. And we all met on Broadway at a bar and, and got together and they were sharing what the site meant to them. And immediately I, I felt like Anna and I had reached our goal. So yeah. if anything comes of the company from today on, well, we, we ignited some connections and that was pretty cool. Most people who listen to this podcast, they're at a place in their life where they're trying to either move on to the next chapter or they just graduated from school or they just did, you know, something. They're, they're lost. And a lot of times it's hard if you don't have the proof to have that inner peace. And I know that you kind of talked about finding that. How did you find that inner peace and how do you get to that place? I understand it's an age thing and, and with age comes experience, but how did you get to that? And for someone that's young and inexperienced, how, did, how could they maybe get to a place where they're a little bit kinder to themselves, they're a little bit easier on themselves and they realize that it's a long game. It's not gonna happen overnight. The first thing I'll say is to truly just take a deep breath every once in a while, because as lame as it sounds, when you're hustling and grinding and, and learning and developing and aging at such a rapid rate, taking a deep breath helps, helps to slow your mind and slow your spirit down and just take a second to, to breathe in what the world has to show you in that moment. But my advice and my experience, I, I got really, really lucky. I had a friend who introduced me to a, another friend, and right after I graduated from undergrad, I knew that I was going to graduate school in August, and I graduated undergrad in December, and I knew that I had this chunk of time. And during college, I had the opportunity to work at a construction company real estate firm in Atlanta, where my job was customer relationship management, and I identified solutions for this company on which now are databases, but back then, you know, it was still yeah. a little bit of a gray area. But um, I had the opportunity to create databases. And then I had an opportunity after school, there was a startup biomedical company, and I had the opportunity to work directly under the vice president of marketing. And my job was to build a CRM solution for the national sales team, which could not, I, it's not a job I could have walked into. It was it was completely a, a connection thing and I knew how to do it. And the biggest thing at that, at that stage and still today is I always say yes. I would never say yes to something that I truly had no business doing, but if it's 
if it's a gig or a job or a project that I can figure out and do well, I'm going to say yes. And I may not know all the details, but I'll figure it out along the way. So I found myself the summer before my graduate year almost having a mini NBA. We were flying to New York and we were sitting in pitches at agencies all over the city. We were building digital media. We were building collaterals. Um, and for me at that stage, I knew I was studying athletic training, but I knew I was in a really special moment in time and I needed to pay attention and absorb what was happening around me and learn from what people were saying. If there was nomenclature I was unfamiliar with, if there was a new thing happening in Excel that I'd never seen done before, I would literally go back home and figure it out. And that was something that was inside me. Not everyone necessarily has that drive, but I did because I knew I was never going to have this experience again as straight out of school I didn't study business I studied athletic training and suddenly I find myself in this moment also around that time uh, my family works for the Walt Disney Company which is one of the most incredible brands of all time and I also had the opportunity to be on gigs on Disney and watch their marketing team synergy uh, how they were working paying attention Understand, like looking for context clues. If you don't understand something and it's not necessarily the right time to ask that question, maybe wait until the meeting is over or find a time that's appropriate to say, you know, I didn't quite understand what you were talking about. Would you mind elaborating? So what I'm saying in that experience was that I had the opportunity to pay attention and I had, I could take the, the, the red pill or the blue pill and the red pill, I could do this job, collect the paychecks, go to grad school and be done or the blue pill. And, you know, totally referencing matrix cause I'm a huge movie buff, but, um, the blue pill was grow from it. So I grew from it. And that's where as an entry level individual, you either walk in the door and you know things and you feel exactly in the right space and you have nothing to learn and in that space I would feel really scared as that individual because I feel like you always need to grow so um, listening context clues don't feel scared to ask questions but find the right opportunity like don't raise your hand in the middle of a meeting throughout my career I had opportunities to take chances and I think you should always take chances um, I think if I were going to summarize all of that and give advice it's say yes even when you're scared grow read context clues study as much as you can outside if there's something you don't know about go and learn I think Linda the LinkedIn software is an incredible investment into your future and 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 if you don't know something, you don't have to go to school and learn it. And that's certainly not to, to diminish anybody's educational path. But I think you only have an, you only have four years or two years or even one year in a, a university space and or none at all. But that doesn't mean you can't learn that skill. And I encourage everybody to just listen to their inner heart and identify what's driving them and do that. But always take a deep breath along the way. Uh, Rob, you have one of the most incredible energies I've ever seen. And 
I think you're going to do great things. And also I think that it's going to be exponentially greater if you take deep breaths and, and take those moments to breathe and, and breathe it in and breathe it out and live that, live that space. Thank you, by the way. It's so kind of you to say that. I think, like, one of the things that was interesting about your story and why I wanted to kind of, like, shine a light on your story in particular is, which is so funny because I feel like you've done so much more epic shit than I have. <laughs> like, the reason why I wanted to give you an opportunity, it's like, bitch, I'm giving you an opportunity. Um, so, like, your story is really interesting, though, because you have, have already accomplished a lot, but now you're in this kind of situation where you were just in China and now you're in, in New York and... You know, we were kind of talking about um, how not being aware of what's to come, sort of like ignorance is bliss sort of thing. But also, like, I think we're kind of both in the, in the same boat in that we've had some great momentum, some great experiences, but definitely are on, like, a new frontier. And, like, it's the unknown. But I also kind of, like, will daydream about what it looks like. And then, weirdly enough, usually those things come to fruition as I tend to work towards them. But, like, you're in this new you're a perfect example for for people that are in this position because you're living it you're not just talking about it you're not just like you know sitting we're not we're sitting in some some random rock in central park here which is kind of cool and meta but you're not in a position where you're in some like high office you're you're just here living living your life and trying to chase happiness and fulfillment what boxes are you looking to check to for your own happiness and fulfillment not for the expectations of others but in the next five years what do you aspire to do or or do you kind of just like kind of it's like the Pocahontas song. We're just like going with the colors of the wind right now. Awesome. I would, reference for you there. I, I do appreciate I that. I, I do appreciate every Disney reference. And uh, five years from now, I would love to see myself still in the, a calm and, and grateful place. I, I have a lot of gratitude. Macau really uh, threw me for a loop and after you live in bright and shiny Vegas for eight years and then you move to China, you experience some things and, and it, it, it does break you down for lack of a better word and, and you, you either survive or you don't. So I would love to see myself still in this happy place and, and, I, and I realize now how to keep myself there. So I, I know how to um, navigate that. But I love collaborating with other creative minds. I, I love helping young brands to grow and develop especially young performers or working actors I, I was saying I was saying this to to you earlier Rob that I feel that agents and managers don't necessarily offer sage advice to their clients on social media and how to properly market themselves and I think there's a deficit there so I'd love to see in five years that maybe I've made a dent in that you know, theater at life is great, but I would define it as my side hustle. It's a passion project. Yeah. Um, I'm in the city looking for work, and I do have uh, a CV that I'm incredibly proud of, but it's incredibly diverse as well. Yeah. So, uh, like explain it to people. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I have a story. I have a story to tell, and I also have mad skills to be able to offer the, the organization that makes sense. And in this space of being 37 versus 27, I have the opportunity to – look for the boss I'd like to work for right. look for the brand that I believe in mm-hmm. and and that's important to me totally. and and I'm and that was all because I made some okay choices earlier on right for sure like like James Orsini says pick a per, pick a boss you want to work for not a company that was on my Instagram today how succinct that's Which so is weird so true it really yeah. is um, wait that was the podcast that you discovered that you discovered me th- was that the first one you listened to or you were on a so you were on a train in China, listening to, you were lost on a train in China. I'm like, I'm probably butchering the story. 
my very first Meet the Creatives experience was uh, a dear friend of mine from high school, Leland Mashmeyer, who's the chief creative officer of Chobani. Was also best hair in the creative field. Greatest hair. Leah's always had the greatest hair, even yeah. in high school. Everyone is jealous of it. Um, we met each other when we were 11 years old and we used to play uh, we, uh, we lived in the same neighborhood and hung out and uh, Where was that? in Alpharetta Georgia oh wow that's so crazy yes and we, we were just dear friends and have remained dear friends and he's amazing and his wife Brittany are incredible and their little son Essex but the Mashmeyers were were just great friends of the family anyway long story short I follow Lee on Instagram and he had posted that he had done a podcast meet the creatives and as a dear friend and very supportive of all of his work I looked it up and I couldn't find it because you know after Instagram you know, after that 24 hours passes and you have a new post, the link in the bio is no longer there. So right. I messaged you and I said, hey, Rob, where's this podcast? I really want to listen to my friend Lee. And you sent it to me. And then I started exploring the podcast and it was awesome. But the James Orsini story, I was deep into Macau. And in Macau, there's Macau, Taipa, and Kaluan. And Kaluan is the furthest point from the mainland, which is where I lived. And Macau is as the most densely populated city in the entire world. I was stuck in the middle of it on a bus, totally crowded. They pack you in like sardines and it's air conditioned, but barely. And I was just like having a moment where I'm trying to not like have a meltdown. <laughs> and I both said, figuratively and, and, uh, yeah. both. Yeah. And I grabbed my headphones and just hit play. And it happened to be your podcast with James Orsini. And I really connected so much to his explanation of being uh, being number two to Gary Vaynerchuk like his job is to allow Gary the ability to do all of his work in right. the most easy natural fashion and I and I I really connected with that because I felt in previous jobs as a director of marketing that's uh, far from operations that that's certainly n not in the same realm but I always felt that my job was to create an easier space for the CEO where he didn't have to worry about marketing, he didn't have to worry about PR, I was happy to tell him, but he could just like not worry about that piece of the puzzle and do his job. And I, I really connected with that and that affirms that if you're not in a C-suite position, it does not matter, you don't matter any less. Right. Because everything you're working towards is to make the company thrive. And that, that comes from, you know, walking into the office and not bringing your baggage of a bad weekend or a bad day or right. a bad night like your ego and stuff. Yeah, yeah like you're there to do the job that you're being paid for and and then it's great if you can do it in a really positive way and James Orsini is incredible and I I, I don't know if I'll ever get to meet him but his his I'll podcast with you was just really <laughs> brilliant and I uh and then I was a fan from Meet the Creative since so constantly listening That's so amazing and I certainly wouldn't want to speak for for him, but I, I feel like one of the my takeaways from James's message is that you might be CEO and identify that you're better served in a different area. Mm -hmm. And for him, it, it was in a different role. It was a number two. And I can say that easily my greatest gift that I have to offer companies and individuals is I anticipate needs and I think that comes from being an athletic trainer and always being prepared to think 10 steps ahead of what could go wrong what are the contingencies what's my emergency plan but that completely is relevant in the brand space in the marketing space and in PR 
a hundred percent because in communications all it takes is one bad tweet and you're in yeah. full full-blown crisis yeah, yeah. so even if you reach a place in life but but you have a skill set that is very very valuable in a different title it's it's kind of cool to look at that and and see maybe yeah, you could be better served time, right. as number two or number three or marketing or you know uh, something else because every every cog in the wheel is important yeah and in entertainment, uh, the person that's handing the lead performer water is equally as important to the lighting designer, to the producer, because if all of those pieces did not come to the table, right. then you don't have a show. So this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for doing this. You crushed it. I'm definitely going to set up that meeting with James. James is, I, I've set up a lot of uh, coffee dates with James for James. Probably has all these forwarded emails to him. <laughs> But so far, so good. I think my track record with James is good, so I'll definitely be able to set that up. Where can people find you online? Uh, what are you up to? What do you have planned for the future? Your favorite color? Anything you want to add? This is shameless self-promotion time. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Ashley Sutherland Winch. On Twitter, I'm at Sutherland Winch. And Facebook, you can find me. I'm, I, I use Facebook and LinkedIn to shamelessly promote my company, Theater Art Life, which you can also follow on all social medias, at Theater Art Life. My favorite color is red, obviously. I love black because now I'm going to be a New Yorker, so I wear black every day, as I am right now. And please visit theaterartlife.com and support our startup and the industry. And even if you're not a massive fan of theater and live entertainment, there's some really wicked articles that people have written about about life and travel. And, and so check it out. It's pretty cool. I like it.